Welcome, everybody, to Chumps for Change, the cultured pop culture podcast committed to changing the whole goddamn world. I'm Jack. And I'm Bri. And we're your chumps, two broke artists who believe the world could be a better place. We hope this podcast can make a difference, no matter how small. If you're putting in the work, too, this one is for you. This is episode three of Chumps for Change, and today we're talking about... Ego. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're getting even better. It, it's like clockwork every time we do this. Yeah, we're getting the hang of it. Just get right back into the swing of it. Yeah. It How are we feeling nice. today? How are you doing? Feeling good. Um, there's been a lot going on in the world lately yeah. that we've been trying to process and figure out how we want to kind of discuss these matters and Mm -hmm. especially with this topic of ego we've been really looking at things through that lens so yeah yeah a lot to dissect today i feel a lot going on in the world a lot going on in the world unfortunately that Mm -hmm. we are we're not holding anything back we got shit to say yeah this is probably going to be a pretty heavy episode um but again, it, it's in the title, Chumps for Change. Yeah. Like, if you want change, it's never going to be easy. You got to fight for it. You got to, you know, everything we're doing in this life is difficult, in my opinion. Precisely. And that's part of why we're doing this. We want to normalize talking about these big topics mm-hmm. with your peers, with your friends, um, with your coworkers, with your family, um, in any environment where you feel safe to do so. Because yeah. we want, we believe that having those conversations begins the process towards change. So absolutely, yeah. Let's get the ball rolling. And and the more that we have these conversations, the more natural it feels. Like absolutely. the less you know. Like episode one again was so frightening in terms mm-hmm. of we got to hit everything right. We got to sure. like really get it down. And now it's like we're just gonna show up. We're gonna have a conversation. Like we got to do a bit of research to make sure that we know what absolutely. we're talking about. Absolutely. Um. But even that is starting to become even more habitual. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's a good sign for people that want to also have conversations like this or mm-hmm. that want to be involved in the very important conversations that are happening right now. Like, it's difficult at first. There's always that fear of what if I say the wrong thing? Oh, always. Y- yeah. Yeah. Um, but once you kind of get over that, it becomes second nature. Exactly. Of um, just digging and and not being afraid to be curious about yeah. things and you to ask questions. You should tune into that uh, hesitation that you feel. If you do mm-hmm. find yourself, and I know I am one of those people who can be a little bit timid when it comes to discussing certain issues, mm-hmm. in spite of having an extensive knowledge about certain things. Um, but taking the time to like maybe do some extra research, get all your ducks in a row, mm-hmm. and feel comfortable having these discussions with people that you trust is yeah. super helpful and insightful. Absolutely. Yeah. Let, let a thousand podcasts bloom as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, uh, big things come in this, but this episode, pardon me. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we want to start off with like something maybe a little light and fluffy before we get into I it? I think Just that's like necessary. Some general pop culture <laughs> talk before we uh, really go off the deep end here today. So like what's, what's going on in your sphere? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Yeah, I've been um, trying to curate some more playlists recently. Mm. Yeah, I've been trying to jam, get out of my bubble. I find myself listening to like the same three songs always. Mm. So hit that Discover Weekly on Spotify. I've been kind of eavesdropping on you guys' what you've been listening to, stealing your songs. So Yeah. yeah, trying to expand my uh, repertoire gotcha. of music lately. And also, I think there's a bit of uh, comfort food. I've noticed, you know, we share a living room, obviously. We do. Um, and, and the default has become how it's made. A that's lot on the TV. of how it's made. <laughs> um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, for me anyway, there's nostalgia attached to that of like, it, it's... No offense. It's a very, it's a dad show. It's a dad show. My yeah, dad, none taken. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was very into it. So, you know, it's one of those like Saturday mornings kind of things. It feels good. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, yeah, it's it's fun to Learn be curious as well. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I didn't know that. Some things are fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's still some fun in being like, oh, they have like a whole machine dedicated to Absolutely. this or like oh shit this is all handmade like someone is mm-hmm. waking up every morning and doing this so yeah, yeah and it, a little bit it is it's those things that you don't think about yeah. right like you just you take for granted of like oh that's how a helicopter is made but then you see yeah. the people required to put it all together and it kind of what are we watching know. tweezers yeah snowboard decks <laughs> uh gloves Glo- leather yeah. gloves they really have everything yeah um 
and it also some of them I think are a little bit like, do we need that? Like, <laughs> what was it? It was like a pallet dispenser. A pallet dispenser. Yeah. Now again, I'm not a warehouse worker. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we for don't know. Sure, we but, can't say. <laughs> but it, it took so many people and so much like welding and all yeah. that, and it's just to like dispense pallets. Yeah. Is I the feel juice like there's an easier worth way to the do squeeze? It. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's been going on in our sphere as well, but um, yeah. How, when you say ego, let's jump a little sure, bit sure, into sure, it. Sure, 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 What lens do you mean? Because there's a lot of different ways to dissect There are that. a lot of different ways. That's what I found to be most puzzling when I kind of landed on this topic is it's extremely broad. Mm-hmm. And kind of digging through the layers and kind of examining what's going on today and how we can look at that. So I kind of finalized on uh, kind of roadblocks towards progress Mm. or fear of change. Ah, Um, That's kind of the lens we'll be examining ego through today. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because also as, you know, we're artists, we're creative, and I think that, you know, we may have our finger on the pulse of ego maybe a little bit more than the typical person. Sure. Because being a creative, I feel, at least for me, my approach to the creative process is like the idea is already there mm-hmm. and it's up to me to get out of the way and so that the that idea can shine. tell itself, right? Like I've got a very, you know, archetypal storytelling yeah. form of creativity where it's like I can contribute certain things <laughs> because that's what I'm good at. Yeah. But really the more people I can get involved with it, the more different perspectives that sure, sure, can sure. see it and relate to it, like that's a good idea. How do you find yourself... Um, getting exposed to those different um, mm-hmm. perspectives. Well, I, I like to think that I actively seek it out mm. where if I have an idea or like before it's even a full-fledged idea, I'll have like some some cliff notes, some things that I've been like kind of meditating on, I guess. Sure, yeah. And then I'll bring it to somebody and say, this idea I think would benefit from your eyes on it. Ah. And let's work together to make something happen. That's really cool. And and I realize that's not how everybody works because I have encountered people that take a lot of ownership over ideas or like I'm the only one that can do this. And I agree with that as well. But for me, I always like to play the receptive role where Mm -hmm. it's like I'll feed off whatever energy you're giving me. So Mm -hmm. like... For example, one of the projects we've been talking about recently is a video essay yeah. type, like narrative form. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm very excited for it. And it's something that in certain ways, like storytelling wise, I feel qualified to, to help. But I'm not as into video essays as you or Stage or some of the other people. Like I need that perspective. Sure. And so I kind of seek it out and say, whatever energy you give me, I'll try kind and of yeah. bounce off of that. Or, or like supplement the ways in which, you know, like, like, let's figure out how we both work best. It's kind of specialization. Sure. Right? Like, you're good at this thing. I'm good at this thing. Together, we make a really good idea. Yeah. Um, it does seem like it takes a huge level of awareness of your strengths and your weaknesses mm-hmm. and kind of being able to acknowledge other people's strengths and weaknesses and where they may shine and being able to put your ego to the side and allowing them to take charge in certain areas. Yeah. So that's really cool. Absolutely. And I think... Like, ego figures in in a couple of different ways. Like, again, I I don't feel any ownership over any idea. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're at a point where just the amount of content that the internet is exposing us to and just the amount of things that have been done, like, everything's a remix. Oh, totally. And, and, yeah. and it's, like, your ability to remix elements that are already out there. Like, Quentin Tarantino, for example. Sure. He, like, gets a lot of shit for ripping off movies or uh-huh. whatever. But... It's all out there, and it's all about taking it and making it your own and kind of putting your own stank on it. Exactly. Um, And so, yeah, I don't feel ownership in that way over any idea. It's like it's out there in the sphere, and the best I can do is hope to channel it in a way. So if I get out of the way and I seek the people that are best to make this idea happen, then, like, the idea stands the best chance, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It's a different way of approaching the creative process. Putting the idea above yourself. Yeah. And allowing it to kind of like take serve as like the spearhead of like, okay, this is the leading light in the project. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, and I think for a lot of things too, like a lot of movements, how many things have been bogged down by people getting in the way uh, and being like, I'm the only one. Like I'm the face of this organization. Yeah. yeah. Like M through F, 
is the two of us to an extent. Sure. But it's also so much bigger than the two of us. Like Oh yeah. And no, it, this is a community project. Absolutely. By all means. Yeah, and and, it, and if we didn't do it, I would still want to see it happen. Yeah. Like I, I firmly believe that the idea is bigger than us and that We've know. already had the discussion that like we hope this can transcend us. Mm-hmm. We, there may be a point when we can no longer uh, provide the needs uh, as M3F grows, we may no longer fit that mold and it may yeah. call for new leaders and we will gladly step aside. Absolutely. Yeah. And and like it is our legacy to an extent, but it also is is so much more important than just what we can contribute oh, to yeah. it. So yeah, I, I think we have a unique take on ego because of that. Like we are constantly searching for the larger than. Sure. So that we, you know, it's it's also kind of a weight off. Like, yeah. I, I want to be a role model. Of course. But, like, it, that's exhausting as well. <laughs> like, to admit that the idea is bigger than me, so, like, I can have off days without the idea going in the shitter. Like, yeah. that's there's a nice freedom that comes with that. Yeah. Allowing it to stand on its two legs. and Yeah. yeah. To that's have faith huge. in it beyond us. Yeah. Like, there's so many other artists that are qualified to make this thing happen, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't feel like it has to be channeled through us in order for this to be a good idea. So... Right yeah. on. Like yeah. we got to get out of the way sometimes. Oh, and yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to find yourself getting in the way. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that ego coming in and trying to kind of, it's a little voice in your head that's mm-hmm. telling you you're not good enough or this has to be perfect or whatever it may be. But it can be pretty destructive mm-hmm. if you're not careful. Absolutely. So being able to check that and acknowledge those faults and flaws and uh, reckon with that mm-hmm. is huge. It's yeah. Key. And I mean, to tie it back to, I think, a lot of the, the deeper issues we want to talk about this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is like frequently standing in the way of an idea or digging your heels in is an egotistical thing. Oh, 100%. Because it, it does require you to relinquish a bit of ego in order for ideas, in order for movements and revolutions and, and all of the like progress to mm-hmm. happen. You have to relinquish your fear of the unknown or of change in order to allow good things into your life. Yeah. Like if you only stay inside your comfort zone and what you know, you're never going to, like every good experience I've had has been outside of the comfort zone. Yeah. And the comfort zone exists for a reason. Like it's nice to to bring those experiences back in and to reflect on them and to integrate them into your personality, which sure. is what the comfort zone is for, I yeah. think. Um, you need both, obviously. But again, most experiences aren't going to fall in your lap. You got to go meet them. You really do. And yeah. so you got to get out of the way. You got to get over that fear mm-hmm. of not knowing what's on the other the side, unknown. of not knowing what change is going to bring. Yeah. It can so. be a daunting task. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that we will really be diving in a little bit later. But I know you wanted to talk a little bit about some other things, a little bit of. Lil Nas, perhaps? Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess now is the correct time for that. Yeah. I was kind of setting it up and I didn't even realize. <laughs> um, so one of the big things that I think is like in the news right now, um, and it is relevant, yeah. is Lil Nas X's song, Call Me By Your Name, Montero. Yeah, um, yeah just because, again, a lot of uh, the video that accompanied with it, the... Yeah. Um, the music video, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already iconic. The, the sliding <laughs> down a stripper pole into hell, and um, I, honestly, when I watched it, h- have you seen it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's your? How'd you feel about it when you first watched it? I thought it was a really cool piece of art. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like even playing back on the things are remix of mm-hmm. um, other things, there was a little bit. There's been a lot of discussion surrounding this video and the song. Absolutely. Whether it was um, Lil Nas. Um, borrowing that uh, the pole scene from FKA Twigs uh, mm-hmm. video. Um, everything's a remix. And the imagery, like, straight from the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, there's yeah. so many things, and he was very quick to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I yeah. think there are some elements of, like, playing with that level of ownership. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, you felt inspired by this, and this moved yeah. you. So go for it. Incorporate it into your art. Please Absolutely. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say, when I first watched it, I was I heard about the controversy before I saw the video. Mm. Um, and I don't know why, for whatever reason, I was just holding off watching it. Sure. Um, 
And and then when I finally watched it, I was like, this is what people are upset they about? They were pissed. <laughs> like, people are so angry about and it. And it's not even... It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it also doesn't have that, like, people say, oh, he's, like, Satan worshiping or, or whatever it is. But, like, he seduces Satan and then snaps Satan's neck. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's as pro-Christian as it gets. Like, <laughs> I, I, there's... <laughs> There's a TikTok that I saw that was some guy in church, and he said, fuck the devil. And then they were all like, you need to leave. Um, And he's like, what? I thought that's like... Yeah, isn't that what we do here? Yeah. Why are you booing me? I'm correct. Um, So, yeah, no. It it strikes me as ironic in that way. But it did kind of lead me to this this interesting, like, historical thing Mm -hmm. that I, I saw another TikTok, all of what I come up with is from TikTok. That's my like whole it. personality yeah. at this point, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but uh, it led me to the great emergence. Have you heard of this? I haven't. Okay. You sound like Seinfeld a little bit. Have you heard Do of this? I, yeah. Do you know about this? <laughs> How about this great emergence? Um, yeah, no, it, it's this concept that was coined, as far as I could tell, by this person named Phyllis Tickle, which I think is an amazing name. It's a great name. Uh, in and of Tickle. itself. Yeah. Um, but it describes this phenomenon where Apparently, every 500 years, the Christian church undergoes this massive, it's, it's cleaning out the attic. Okay. There's all these skeletons that accrue over 500 years, and then there's this massive kind of upheaval within the Christian church of, like, let's deal with all this shit we've been putting off for the last 500 years. Okay. And so the last one was the Great Reformation, which was in the 16th century. Mm-hmm. It's when Catholicism and Protestantism split. Okay. So it was a really big thing, still relevant in sure, today's. Sure, sure. And if those of you that are better at math than I am, that means that we're overdue for one. It's been 500 years since that last great reformation. And so I have seen a lot of people talk about how the little Nas X video is ushering in the next great emergence. Oh. It is It is kind of allowing people to analyze what's going on in the Christian church, the current state of things. Interesting. Um. And, and a lot of those skeletons that haven't been dealt with for, you know, centuries mm-hmm. are now being dealt with. And it's all because of Lil Nas X. Yeah. <laughs> Montero. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of wanted to analyze a little more in depth, kind of like a culture review type thing. Okay. About Lil Nas X's video. Sure. And a lot of what the church... Is, is kind of going through at the moment um, in terms of the great emergence because I think it's super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I did my segment on. Um, now, I, I, there's a lot of backstory tied to this as well. And, and I'm also, I will say, I, I think what Lil Nas X did is incredibly brave Yeah. because when I was thinking about doing this segment, I instantly thought about how angry my parents or, you know, those in my circle, like I grew up in the church. Yeah. And so there is a lot of that tied to like my life before I moved to Chicago. Sure. Um, and there's a lot of experiences within the church that I still think of fondly. And there's also a lot of bad shit. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, there's no fury quite like a Christian scorned, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. That's just, again, it, like if if that video, which is not that bad, mm-hmm. can trigger such responses from people, I, I worry about speaking out myself, you yeah, know? Sure. Um, and so, yeah, n- first and foremost, I just want to say Lil Nas X is incredibly brave. Yeah. The other reason why I think it's brave is he has effectively weaponized the thing that was weaponized against him Mm. so my entire life it's it's been or my experience in the church it's been us versus the world the world is wrong we need to cleanse it that kind of thing sure there's a very us versus them mentality going Mm. on and and that especially applies to gay people oh totally of you know like black people yeah yeah and and anybody who's other Mm -hmm. than like this this system right And, um, like, you're frequently told if you are gay or if you are anything other than on the straight and narrow that they have determined is the correct way to live. Sure. um, Then you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. And and there's this kind of fear mongering that comes with that of change your ways or go to hell. Yeah. You know? Um, And so Lil Nas X takes that thing that's been held over him his entire life 
and then uses it mm-hmm. and says, I'm not afraid of this thing anymore. Look, I'm addressing it head on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm flipping the narrative yeah. because like, you, you tell me I'm going to hell. Okay, fine. I'm going to go. use that same <laughs> image. Let's slide on down. Right? Yeah. Like that's, that's perfect. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that is genius in and of itself, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but I, I think that, again, it if you're looking at it and you're kind of through the lens of the great emergence, <laughs> right? Like some of this stuff has to go. Um, and we're talking about ego and standing in the way of progress. Mm-hmm. That is kind of what the church has become. In my opinion, mm. there is a lot of forward progress going on. And unfortunately, I think the GOP and Christianity have become int- intertwined in a way that is health unhealthy for everybody. I see. Um, mm, and it totally. has become about reinforcing family values, which mm-hmm. isn't family values. It's only if you match my cookie cutter definition of what a family is. Sure. You know, if you're white, if you're straight, if you're all these things. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for example, you know, like, and and I have heard the a lot of Christians claim to be oppressed. Oh. But my experience is more times than not, the, they're the, the Christian people, they're the oppressors, right? Like, you have to live by my standards. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the correct way of living, and it's up to you to convert to our way. Sure. And if you don't, then you're in the wrong. You're going to hell. We're not going to bother changing at all illusory uh superiority absolutely yeah it's self-righteousness and and in a way that like of course it's unappealing and i've seen a lot of people blame you know the world for people leaving the church but i think the church needs to own up and take responsibility for people leaving the church it's like they're not leaving because the world is more appealing Mm -hmm. they're leaving because like they're actually listening to the teachings of Jesus and, and people who are telling them to love one another. Like if you're listening to a pastor that's telling you you need to be afraid of immigrants or afraid of the people hypocrisy. taking your jobs or afraid yeah. of, you know, this this like boogeyman, Satan, um, then then like that that's not appealing to our generation, I don't think. Yeah. Like we're recognizing we need to live our lives out of love rather than out of fear. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people still within the church, and I say this with love because let, let me, I'm sorry, I'm all over the <laughs> no, place. No, I love this. Um, it, it's, a, it, it's something very close to my heart. Yeah. Because, again, some of my best and worst memories come from the church. Mm. And so ultimately, as much as I condemn its behavior, I want better for it. Yeah. I want the church to be reformed. I want this great emergence. Like we, There are so many skeletons in the closet that need sure. to be aired out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, l- let me say that. <laughs> um but yeah, I another thing that I want to analyze yeah. real quickly is how this like homophobia has arisen in the church. Sure. That is actually from the 1900s. Mm. That's very recent I'm, in the overall sc- scheme of Christianity. Yeah. Um, and the original translation from Hebrew for it's it's more pedophilia oh. is what it's referring to. Yeah. Like a, a of age person sleeping with a child yeah. is what it's in reference to. But if you know the Catholic Church sure. and a lot mm. of the things that are happening yeah, yeah, within yeah, yeah. The, the system there, it's understandable why they wouldn't explicitly condemn that kind of behavior because it's one that they partake in themselves. Yeah. Um, and so it's easy to divert the blame onto gay people and make sure. them an easy scapegoat. Yeah. When in reality, it takes a lot more work to analyze yourself and make sure that you're doing right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I think to go back to fear yeah. and, and fear of change, um, th- there's this fear of questioning as well. Like the Bible is the only book. Can't question anything yeah, about it. This is it's the word of God straight from the mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you were curious about other perspectives, for example, like, Taoism is what I got into. Yeah. It's kind of my bridge into other ways of thinking. Sure. Um, and it's a lot more egoless, right? Yeah. It's less about, it's more about being a part of the universe, having the universe in you. Like, and, and I think there's this level of, like, Jesus was, was God's son, mm-hmm. and then we're the people of God. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easier to put Jesus on this pedestal and say, oh, he's, he's the way that you got to live, right? But I don't have the means to live in that same way. When in reality, you got the same stuff inside of you. Yeah. Like, 
And, and it takes so much more effort to cultivate that inside yourself than it is to just show up on church, punch your ticket sure. like every Sunday yeah. and listen blindly to whatever the person's telling you rather than questioning it and integrating it into your own beliefs, worldview and what you believe to be true. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and I think there, there's such distance between doing the work required to live mm-hmm. a righteous life and to live like well, loving your neighbor, um, than it is to believe all the fear that's being placed in people's hearts. And so, again, I I have this pity in a way for people that that do just believe the fear, like, and and don't have the curiosity Mm. of like, you should be afraid of this kind of person, you should be afraid of living this way, rather than trying to get to know people like that are of that. And if you want to go back again and use the Bible, like Jesus hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors. He didn't hang out with the righteous people because like it's not that means. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Like and and so I don't know. We're we're questioning these systems. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that Christianity is holding back progress. And it's never meant to be that. Like sure. from the beginning, it was radical, right? Like yeah. Judaism was the way and then Christianity came about and it's like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah, at one point in time, Christianity was the yeah. the unknown, the unfamiliar, the to be doubted. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Jesus like saw people in the temple selling shit like capitalism. <laughs> there we bring it back around to that. And he like flipped tables because it was like. That he couldn't even believe it, yeah. you know, like, and so Jesus has always been this symbol of rocking the system of yeah. doing the right thing, despite the consequences, sure. like he was crucified for not following the law. Yeah. And so like, it, it's so sad to see a religion based around that dude devolve into the, the Romans. Yeah. Shout like, out to Jesus being a dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the guys, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, he was a revolutionary. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, he was a person of color. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely. all these things that, like, are, are not talked about anymore. And, and you know, I, I have all sorts of thoughts that I'm sure we'll get into throughout the length of this podcast because mm-hmm. it is near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. But, like, once again, I, I think there's there's such a distance held from, like, or, or there's such a literal nature to things. I have to follow the rules. I have to know the details. I got to be able to quote sh- scripture. Mm-hmm. And when you're that focused in, you miss the bigger picture. Yeah. And the bigger picture is to love everybody, no matter who it is that they are. Sure. Like, not that love the sinner, hate the sin type bullshit. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that in and of itself is hating the sinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I have seen that weaponized to... to to rationalize homophobia or xenophobia so many times that I I understand that to be bullshit at this point. Um, It's not about that. It's about love. And like, no matter, like you got to celebrate your differences and search for what you have in common with people. Because if you truly do believe that, you know, we're all children of God, then like you got to treat people like it, you know? And again, I I don't personally believe there's any difference between Jesus and us. Like, and, and I know that's, I, I interpret the Bible incredibly metaphorically. Sure. I think that's As when it's used best. Be, yeah. um, and, and again, I think, you know, people will say, oh, you got to accept Jesus as the son of God in order to go to heaven. And I say, I, I think it's more about following Jesus's example. Yeah. Loving people. Like there's, there's a perfect example of how to live your life in a righteous way if mm-hmm. you want to. And people get so hung up on the words that have been misinterpreted throughout history. Um, on the Bible verses that, you know, are the old covenant and not the new covenant. True. It seems um, like there's so many like semantics over phrasing yeah. and instead of like taking a step back and looking at the mm-hmm. big picture of like, oh, at the end of the day, it's yeah. just about loving your neighbor. Absolutely. And, and it, ugh, the arguments towards, well, no, um, yeah. uh, gay people bad, yeah, uh, yeah. just obscene. Get, get to know somebody that yeah. is gay. You're, you're going to see that there is no difference. There's no there's difference. There's absolutely no difference. <laughs> um, and, and there's not that curiosity anymore. And there's, n- again, there's kind of a fear of questioning anything because you're going to be punished by the system, the institution, or by God. Yeah. And and when you're living, at like, like the re- I think religion can do good, but it's not doing good right now. Mm. That's, that's what's frustrating to me is, like, I, I think it, it is, it's meant to benefit the world and your life 
But there's there's a difference between religion and spirituality. Mm. And I think people need to cultivate more of the spirituality right now. Like sure. they need a personal relationship to something. They yeah. need to scrutinize religion under what they know personally to be true. Um, and, and there's still not that going on. Yeah. And so that is my hope for the great emergence. I know we kind of went all over the place with this. No, um, as we should. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I think it's more, it's been weighing heavy on my heart of to see people that I love and care about and to see fear of eternal damnation or fear of the other, um, rule their lives when we should be living it out of love. Yeah. And if you are living it out of love, it's so much better of a life. It's so fun. Like, like <laughs> to be able to enjoy your surroundings and your people, no matter who they are, and to not be afraid of breaking a rule or two. Like, yeah. I, I think it's required, you know. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my segment. I guess it's more of a soapbox than it was. Like no, a, <laughs> we love a good soapbox. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure it'll come up again because, um, again, it is near and dear. But I just know that fear can and has been manipulated and abused by people in power, by oh, systems, yeah. to pit people against each other. And if you're approaching things instead from an attitude of love and how can I love my neighbor, it, it, like change is the only guaranteed thing. Yeah, You can't fear it. Like it's the only thing that is for sure. And if you dig your heels in the ground and refuse to adapt alongside or we're going to become extinct. Yeah, yeah. Make the, <laughs> make the world like your enemy, then you deserve to be extinct. Yeah. In my opinion, like Get out of here. it will wipe nature will wipe you out. Yeah. Um, if, if you continue to think that way. And so I obviously, again, I, I say this with a lot of love because I don't want to see all my loved ones and, and all those people kind of fall into this pit. Sure. Um, and be wiped out. But like, I also, you need to relinquish the ego, right? Mm. Like I have faith in the ideas and the progressive ideals that are being pushed right now. And yeah. like, if you're standing in the way of that, that's on you. Like there will be consequences, sure. I think. Like whether it's nature rising up and, you know, Biting swallowing back. us whole because <laughs> we refuse to, you know. Accept climate change yeah. or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. So right I, I think that's the end of my soapbox there. I apologize. Kind of no. rambled a bit. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I and all that from Lil Nas X. Thank right? you, like, Lil Nas. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's crazy. Like change can start anywhere. Yeah. It starts within you. So it does. You gotta like actively seek it, and you gotta you know dig a little bit deeper. All the tools you already have within yourself. Yeah. It's not some far off thing that only you know Jesus has or you know that a select few have access to it's within each and every one of you so you got to search within yourself and make that change yeah you'll find it mm -hmm. and surround yourself with like-minded people surround yourself with people who might challenge your beliefs as well mm -hmm. um, I think that's the only way to one get outside of that comfort zone and challenge that norm because I think we find ourselves getting stuck and that it's that ego, that I, that mm -hmm. me, that proves to be a constant roadblock in innovation. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's the philosophy of this is how we've always done it or like this is the wild thing things have always been mm -hmm. or this is just what's comfortable to me. Yeah. So trying testing out new ideals or behaviors seems so foreign and scary yeah. and it is yeah but it's a leap of faith it's that's why faith. it's called faith right yeah. like again you 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 never know you just gotta jump yeah and, and know it. that the universe or god or whatever is gonna take care of you mm -hmm. like it's gonna be okay and um i find that these flawed systems it does seem like we've been kind of stuck for a long time like things haven't really changed much yeah we've Tec convinced ourselves oh, they have yeah but, huge big time and, and that's why like we're kind of at this moment of like a bunch of people's bubbles are getting popped mm -hmm. and like that's a, that's a good thing like the the floodgates need to open because we have been holding back all this progress and change that we need to be making yeah um in order to benefit other people's lives um and we haven't been yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's up to us now to get out of the way of that progress, like mm -hmm. especially if it doesn't affect you. Like one of the other things that's happening right now is there's so much like laws that are just regressive to be regressive. Like, mm. for example, there's a lot of trans bans that are going on yeah. right now yeah. um, in Texas. Like they, they want to <laughs> 
like look at people's genitals to be able to determine their sex. That's um, which yeah, that's an adult yeah. examining a child's genitals. Like for you what? Yeah, right. Like and and there's like trans athlete bans. There's you know like so much even voter suppression that's the happening right now. Voter suppression is there's ridiculous. There's so much legal policy that's going into effect or that's trying to be put into effect because people don't like the outcome of the last election mm-hmm. or they're they're you know they their bubble have convinced them that it's been stolen yeah and and like yeah it's so easy to form these false realities and to believe that the world or that you are something that you're not mm-hmm. and and then it's super easy to be led astray in that way and, yeah. and to be convinced of the truth yeah um and I mean, all of this, too, is on the heels of I've, I've kind of been doing a lot of spiritual digging myself. Sure. There's this guy named Muji. Okay. Who I really love. He's like this Jamaican guy uh-huh. um, who, who's just, he's all about, um, like, presence. Okay. And, and, and about, like, stripping yourself of all these things you self-identify with. So, sure. you know, we call ourselves creatives or creatives, but that's yeah. just a slice of the pie. Mm-hmm. We're so much bigger than that. Yeah. And he's always like, you know, return to the bigger picture. Like, you know, you are the universe manifest, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's all about relinquishing the ego. Yeah. Um, and, and all these things that you self-identify with because, you know, even your thoughts or your feelings, you're so much more than just those two things. Yeah. You're the observer of those things. And mm-hmm. if you can kind of learn to identify with the observer of your thoughts, then you're more centered, you're less, you know, thinking of yourself as as a standalone entity and yeah. more of yourself as this, you know, part of all a, encompassing system yeah. that we're all a part of. All connected. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. and I've I've really liked that. It's kind of a nice little bow tie on my mix of christianity and eastern philosophy yeah um so i would i would recommend people to to look there too if they're looking to get on my wavelength yeah not that i'm on the correct wavelength like again we don't <laughs> we don't have any of the answers yeah and i also think that's part of it is like the second you're that like you don't have yeah. i want to quote uh, neil degrasse tyson who says one of the great challenges is knowing enough about a subject to think you're right but not enough about the subject to know you're wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Bars. I, <laughs> bars. <laughs> Absolutely. Neil's done it again. <laughs> um, but no, really, I think uh, when I used to teach rock climbing, for example, mm-hmm. uh, there is this element of um, false confidence that a lot of my students had. Um, we always hear that. We're like, oh, how hard can it be? I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. It's easy. And you're like, dog, yeah. <laughs> you were struggling. You have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But it does take this level of even a small amount of education and knowledge for you to be like, oh, I have so much to learn. Like, I don't even know the tip of the iceberg. And mm. I think allowing people the opportunity to step into other realms and skills and Uh, departments and industries and learn a little bit more than what they have grown up accustomed to knowing Mm. um, from straying away from this very strict level of specialization that I think uh, America, our education system really strives for. You spend all this money to go to college, to major in one thing. If you're lucky, you can have a minor in something. If you're wealthy, you can go to grad school. If you get lucky and get a scholarship, there are just so many elements where it seems like gaining knowledge seems like such a luxury. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's tough to take the time when you need time to step outside, uh, to go to classes, to learn for the tests, you need yeah. money. It's yeah. ridiculously expensive just to learn. Mm-hmm. And I can't fathom what that's like, you know? Yeah. And it's because, you know, if everybody has those tools. Yeah. that's I, I honestly think that, like, the powers that be are incredibly afraid of everybody recognizing that they have this the, this same tools inside it's, of them. Everyone has. <laughs> right? And I think that's part of what the system is built for. Yeah. From oppressing um, the marginalized communities, um, making it seem as though, uh, like packaging it as the American dream. Mm-hmm. You work your way up towards something. That system is incredibly flawed. Yeah. And as we know, not built for everyone. Yeah. It's built for a very limited and small percentage of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's false. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
And also to go back to your point, there's this quote from Albert Einstein that I thought of that's the more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I think that so much of it comes from relinquishing our idea of our perspective is the correct one. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, again, the, the more you educate yourself, the more you have those tools, the more you realize, like, we're just a drop in the ocean of it all. And yeah. Like, you know, everybody has those same tools. And that's why the system is so hell bent on making sure you stay in your place. Exactly. So we can divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Tearing like, people apart. Absolutely. One of the theories that I spent a lot of my time researching for this particular topic mm-hmm. was the Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm. So this took place in 1999, um, where they released a study called Unskilled and Unaware of It, how difficulty in recognizing one's own incompetence leads to inflated self-assessment. Firstly, unskilled and unaware of it, what a read. How funny. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that describes a huge part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How many idiots are peddling the answers? Exactly. Ty Lopez, you know. (laughs) Knowledge. Knowledge. But this study, firstly, which I think is hilarious, stems from a a criminal report that happened Mm -hmm. in like a couple years prior in like 1995 where this dude, uh, (laughs) MacArthur Wheeler, So Mm. he learned that lemon juice was one of the key ingredients in Invisible Ink. Oh, yeah. And so he was like, bet. And so he, like, covered his face in lemon juice and proceeded to rob two banks, thinking he was invisible. Oh. Yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. And, yeah, they were like, dog. Innovative. Innovative. But, yeah. Somebody had to try it. Someone had to try it. (laughs) Many have failed. But he really went for it. Yeah. And so they proceeded to do this test uh, and where they found that people of low ability or incompetence Mm -hmm. tended to radically overestimate their abilities. Mm -hmm. So whether it was your language skills or your grammar or math, uh, they would say they were significantly better than where they actually landed. Mm. And on the other same uh, other side of the coin, you would have people who were fairly competent or of even high ability mm-hmm. who, without fail, tend to underestimate their ability. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I found that to be very telling. Mm-hmm. Um, the people of the competent uh, degree assumed that everyone was on the same level. Yeah. Um, so they're constantly underestimating themselves. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of um, professions like artists who suffer from imposter syndrome and yeah. can't struggle with just self doubt, self doubt, marginalized folks who struggle to find their place in the world, um, underestimating their abilities and how talented and how worthy and beneficial they are to their communities mm-hmm. and how many idiots are elected (laughs) true so it is very interesting to learn how those people in particular they found throughout the study it was nearly impossible to convince the incompetent people that they were incompetent incompetent. exactly (laughs) because they lack the very skills to acknowledge that they lack those skills yeah so it's this weird cycle where you have to imagine generations of people getting taught wrong information mm-hmm. uh, and that just gets passed down and you don't know what you don't know yeah people don't know what you, I am quick to I suck at Photoshop yeah I'm really bad at Photoshop <laughs> I can't I don't get it I want to <laughs> learn it frustrates me so much <laughs> but I will never say I'm good at Photoshop uh, it's just mm-hmm. a willingness to one learn yeah and accept that and maybe fail. and fail and like accept that maybe you don't know everything and mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. very interesting because i it kind of expands to other professions mm-hmm. uh particularly that of police officers mm-hmm. where you imagine generations i mean i think we all know the history of how um the police industry started mm-hmm. and how it was to uh further marginalize and criminalize black and brown bodies yeah um and it just became a structured and government funded um mm-hmm. 
platform to do so. Yeah, and and even the prison industry complex uh, arising like right on the precisely. tail end of slavery yeah. as a place to put people. Exactly. Like, yeah. This was all built with careful curation and intention. Mm-hmm. Um, that system is no longer serving us. Yeah. However, we still find ourselves repeating those cycles. Um, I find that uh, police agencies are very... Um, there's a lot of nepotism mm. in there as well. Gotcha. So you have generations teaching their children the same philosophies, yeah. um, albeit wrong. Yeah. And then that cycle just continues. And then we find ourselves lacking the knowledge because that is a very specialized form of mm-hmm. career. Um, I do believe that being an officer is incredibly tough and incredibly difficult, which is why I think they're doing too much. Mm-hmm. We need to allow for other services to um via 911 yeah um doctor mental health services like so mental many health times services yeah there's there's a lot of um in chicago they businesses will post numbers to call other than the police yes um because yeah like de-escalation uh, like if you look in the news right now de-escalation is not the main objective of the police or at least it doesn't seem to be yeah. um because like you know if, if you have somebody that's struggling with a mental health issue, mm-hmm. introducing three guys with guns into the mix is not going to help the situation. Yeah. yeah, Introducing a trained professional for that specific situation is going to help infinitely times more than, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, it's already present. Yeah. When you call 911 and you need something's on fire, the fire department comes. Or if you call 911 and someone's sick, uh, IMSA comes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we just build out those systems, so if someone is in help, you can have yeah. someone who's specialized, a specialized psychologist, or children mm-hmm. uh, ha- need have special needs, and you can call someone who's specialized to work with kiddos. Yeah. So many people, when they hear defund the police, you know, their assholes clench right away. Mm-hmm. But it's like, let's reallocate that funding into something else. Yeah. It's not like, let's just, you know, like, have lawlessness. Yeah, let's just that's not what we're advocating purge. for. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not what we're saying at all. It's saying, okay, let's remove some of these funds from like a military force that mm-hmm. responds to everything in military force fashion. Yeah. And into community organizations that can help foster better relationships. Yeah. Like, you know, here in Chicago, the neighborhoods that are policed the most are also like they have the worst trajectories Mm -hmm. and it's like if police presence were helping those communities then we wouldn't be seeing that yeah like (laughs) so the police system was working crime would be yeah significantly and cpd is underfunded like or or not cpd pardon me cpd is uh, overfunded (laughs) chicago public schools cps CPS, yeah Yeah, cps is radically underfunded Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of our covid relief here in chicago Lori lightfoot directed into our police budget Mm -hmm. instead of you know let's maybe help the marginalized communities that need this money in order to better deal with this pandemic and yeah yeah yeah, absolutely so it's not like you know I know there are people that just instantly, oh, defund the police. Okay, great. They're like, yeah. But but let's start considering alternatives because the and current system is not working. And that's all we're asking. Yeah. Because yeah. we've, it's very evident that this is no longer serving us in the way that mm-hmm. we need. Um, maybe at one point in time, it did. Um, much like uh, I like to relate this to uh, our knowledge and our ever-growing knowledge on the state of the planet and how mm-hmm. we as humans are jeopardizing our planet. Yeah. Um, we didn't have that knowledge. We learn more every day. And as mm-hmm. we do learn, oh, maybe we need to be a little bit more active in some changes to protect our planet for future generations. Yeah. If Lindsey Graham <laughs> can recognize climate change, hey, everybody should be go. able to. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's just a blanket statement. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't argue with it if that motherfucker is finally on board. Yeah. Come so on. and I think that goes back to ego where it's I like it's not going this mentality of it's not affecting me. Mm-hmm. So who so cares? It's not important. It's yeah. not important. But Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a better way to live than that. There is a significantly and, better and way again, to live than that. Like ego also it's what you know. It's comfortable. It's comfort food. Like yeah. you, you, 
it, it is your comfort zone, like mm-hmm. from a perspective. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we're also creatives and mm-hmm. like we understand the psychedelic experience. Oh. Like that is, is opening in, in a way of like, okay, the things that I perceive are not all that there is. Yeah. You know, um, and, and so I think that that can even be helpful for shedding some of those, you know, mm-hmm. like, obviously, I'm not condoning. I, I don't think the psychedelic experience is for everybody. Oh, definitely um, not. Yeah. Because sometimes those walls that we put up to protect us from outside opinions and stuff are, are constructive. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it, it's not great for everybody to, to do certain things or to open their minds in certain ways. Exactly. Right. But to recognize that you're the bare minimum is to recognize that your perspective is not the only one that people experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muji, to bring it back around yeah. to the guy I'm talking about, he says there's one earth, there's a billion worlds. Mm. Every person has their own world. They've constructed the things that are useful to them. Yeah. They've found, you know, based off your environment, you realize these are the things I need to pay attention to. These are sure. the things that I don't. There's a reason why white privilege exists is because white people don't feel the need to pay attention to that facet because it doesn't affect their lives. Mm-hmm. But for some, like a person of color, it always it's, factors in. Oh, it's always on your mind. The George Floyd incident wasn't the first. Yeah. And I hate to say it. It's not. It wasn't the last. Yeah. In Uh, the wake of the verdict. We have Dante Wright. We have Adam Adam Toledo. Toledo. It's Makia Bryant. It's scary. Yeah. It's a scary world. Um, And I think that stems from the specialization as well. People got it in their heads that, oh, guilty, kill them. Guilty mm-hmm. people, even if they are doing something wrong, they don't deserve to have their lives yeah. taken away from them. Yeah. Um, it's not protecting. By the hands of just some other person. Yeah. yeah. It's really, uh, it's it's a strange world that we live in. And that goes for um, the prison system as well. The fact that we put people on death row, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, you killed somebody. Yeah. We're going to kill you. (laughs) We're going to kill you. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think we are long overdue to just begin having these conversations and not immediately claiming these new ideas to be a communist manifesto. (laughs) Yeah. When we haven't read the 14-page document that's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So that's something we need to really strive for, I think. And I wanted to explore all aspects of this Mm -hmm. Uh, because we have seen some change. We've celebrated 420 this past week. And Earth Day. And Earth Day. Big fans of the Earth here. Mm -hmm. Even bigger fans of weed. (laughs) 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 But uh, weed is now legal Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yeah. And I think... That's huge. And in many more other cities and states. Mm -hmm. However, what about the many black and brown bodies who are still in prison Mm -hmm. for marijuana possession? Yeah. How about the new cannabis industry, which is booming? Yeah. uh, Which is... Very white owned. Very white owned. Yeah. Think about being locked up, losing years of your life, um, only to go on and watch these white men profit significantly yeah. Yeah. off the very thing you got locked up for. Yeah. And it's not as though they can join this industry. Uh, once you uh, get locked up for weed charges and become a quote-unquote felon, mm-hmm. they can't sell weed even legally. Yeah. So they're or automatically, vote. or vote, they're automatically out of that. Yeah. So we definitely need to expunge all of those. Absolutely wrong incarcerations and um, charges mm-hmm. uh, as we do move forward towards a progressive yeah. um, and more open and accepting world. It's just to reflect back and see how can we undo the wrongdoings that have been done. And granted, yeah. there's only so much we can do. Those poor people can't get their time back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And that's why, like, the George Flo- Floyd verdict, like, <sighs> that's accountability. That's not justice. Yeah. 
Like justice would be a system in which it never happened in the first place. Exactly. And and that's what we're working towards. But mm-hmm. it doesn't happen without accountability. Yeah. You know, like even what's her name, Maxine Waters. Yeah. Right. Like she was saying, protesting's working. Mm-hmm. Continue. And and the right instantly. Oh, she's advocating for violence. Yeah. But they refuse to hold accountable the motherfucker that <laughs> caused an insurrection on January 6th. Yeah. So, like, I- until there is accountability in a lot of these different realms, until people can own up to their mistakes, mm-hmm. like, we are incapable of moving past them. Yeah. You know? Like, and I think there's an ego with being like, I have the answers. I have the solution. I am, you my know, God's righteous highway. warrior or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. I- instead of, you know, like admitting that maybe somebody else is onto something. Yeah. Like, I, I think that all of us have a little bit of truth, right? Yeah. Like, none of us have the whole thing. Sure. Unless we're willing to work together, we're never going to get the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and even then, like, it's impossible to experience life through the lens of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, you're kind of stuck with what you got. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't try and break down some of those walls and and recognize that just because this is the perspective I hold doesn't mean it's the only one that exists. Yeah. And and that starts with listening. Totally. So many people don't want to listen. Like yeah. if you listen to the experiences of black and brown people around the US, they will tell you what is wrong with the current system of policing. Yeah. You have to listen without making excuses, mm-hmm. without, you know, providing solutions right away. You just need to empathize and and be curious about a perspective that's outside of what you yourself have experienced. Yeah. You know? Um, that's where it starts. And and you know, so many people dig their heels in. <laughs> they they have ego. They say, I my experience is the only valid one. Everybody experiences life the same way that I do. Wrong. Yeah, it's not true. So yeah. I think one of the big things we want to do here at M through F is encourage and celebrate well-rounded people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back again with that specialization, um, being a creative in this industry and in this time, it's more accessible uh, than ever, I feel. Yeah. Um, people can start a YouTube channel. You can start an Etsy shop. You can do a lot mm-hmm. of things granted some people may have uh, a better ease than others because of some other um, stereotypes and stigmas attached to them but yeah. it's accessible mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of the internet yeah like uh, again those uh, and, and that's why I think it gets increasingly harder to deal with intolerance mm-hmm. because it is people burying their head in the sand it's mm-hmm. like the opinions are out there. Yeah. The other perspectives are out there. You got to be willing to look. Mm-hmm. And, and and at this point, even, they're coming to you. Yeah. So you have to be willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be ignoring things that don't fit your bias. Yeah. Um, or the egotistical worldview that you have in, in saying this is the only one that exists. Yeah. Like the, the internet has made access to information and perspectives so much more widely available to you. Mm-hmm. So use it, you use know, it. don't, don't ignore it or don't search for the things that make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Remaining in your, yeah. Break down those chamber. walls a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm giving you this blank stare. Okay. I'm well, I think that what you were setting up, you know, what we want to do at M through F specialization, that kind of thing, also leads to an idea that we've had for a while. Yeah. A, a show. That, a show that, that, that I want to do. Yeah. Um, we have a bunch of series in the works, but one in particular that we are very excited about is mm-hmm. Jack of All Trades. Yeah. This is a series that features our very own Jack Pickard. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, in venturing out into the world, um, being willing to explore and learn from experts, from novices mm-hmm. who are diving into new crafts, skills, hobbies, yeah. and seeing what we can learn from them. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's taken a lot of forms over the year, and it's still, you know, pre-production. Of so course. we'll see where it eventually yeah. ends up. We want to do our part to keep everyone safe mm-hmm. um, while we are both fully vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, COVID kind of did put a little bit of a damper. It was much more, you know, doable like a year ago. Sure. And then COVID hit right yeah. when we would have done it. So sure. it kind of took a back seat. But yeah, w- w- it's just kind of, I, I want to get curious about what it takes to be 
a content creator in mm-hmm. ways that I'm not familiar with, you know, like like a dancer. Yeah. Like I, I think me going up on a dancing stage and absolutely failing mm-hmm. is going to be a testament to how talented the dancers that are doing it actually are. Like yeah. th- there's there's almost a bit of, again, relinquishing my ego, making mm-hmm. an idiot of myself in all these different professions and Naturally. crafts yeah. um, that, that I think will be beneficial for people respecting the craft, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, or for it, those who are interested in diving into it, they're yeah. like, look at him bust his ass. And, and <laughs> getting to know it a little bit more, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, regardless of whether or not it's something I want to stick with or I'm like, I'm glad I did that and I'm yeah. never doing it again. Like, it, it will hopefully be informative of what different career paths, of what different hobbies, crafts, all these different things uh, look like yeah. you know and and it kind of you know we've talked about the style of it of being like a dirty jobs with micro or like <laughs> a you know anthony bourdain style mm-hmm. travel kind of yeah mm-hmm. um and and i think that's what we need a little bit more of right now or even a little bit of that killer mike trigger oh, warning yeah, yeah absolutely um that's high price <laughs> or uh yeah like action bronson's fucks that delicious yeah fucks that, that fuck that's delicious there we go totally yeah um so yeah, no, like we want to continue to cultivate this curiosity and this respect for other people, and and you know, them doing them, them doing them. Like specialization. The nice thing about it is like, you do have the tools within you to develop whatever you want. Yeah. But you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that are, the fact that you don't know Photoshop, <laughs> we know so many creative people that we do. do. Yeah. You don't need to know Photoshop. You mm-hmm. just got to be able to work with other people, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the beauty of building a community like this. You can lean on others. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do want to learn something, there are people that can teach you. Yeah. And if you have no interest, you don't have to. <laughs> like, you just have to trust somebody else to do what it is that they do best. Yeah. Um, and, and especially for creatives, that's... that's I remember when I was in high school, I was writing, directing, editing, acting, like I was doing all of it. Yeah. And it's because I didn't trust anybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's in my head. I'm the only that one ego. that can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the same way. Yeah. And, and then, then I went to college and I was like, no. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, this is what directing is Yeah, I don't like. want to do this. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. No. No, thank you. Um, so yeah, no, like you gotta, there is a little bit of relinquishing your ego involved and and being able to trust somebody else with your artistic baby or whatever it is. Um, but it's so, so worth it. The idea is going to be better for it. Yeah. So speaking of trusting other people, I want to give a shout out to a cool organization who's doing really cool things. Okay. Let's Um, do it. Yeah. Justice Cream. Mm-hmm. They are a local nonprofit mutual aid vegan ice cream project, and they donate a hundred percent of their profits to fund grassroots social justice work. And they do really cool things like pair their flavors with a community-based organization. So you'll have things like um, Abeleche Ice, whose proceeds go directly to OCAP, which is Organized Communities Against Deportation. Mm-hmm. They have a Purple Root for Domestic Workers, which is tied with the Alliance for Filipino Immigrant Rights and Empowerment. One of the, I'm not a chocolate eater, but, but <laughs> as soon as I saw this, fudge the police. Yeah. Which, uh, you can support that just I from can, the yeah. Alone. Fuck yeah. I'll buy <laughs> several pints of that shit. But funding uh, Black Lives Matter here in Chicago and some other really sweet flavors with some incredible organizations to match. They're a uh, woman of color led and community owned organization really going above and beyond to not only challenge the toxic capitalistic model we're really accustomed to but by Mm -hmm. providing an alternative built to educate and bring our community together which i'm like really about that's what we're all about exactly so like not just you know how can the system do better mm-hmm. or, or pardon me it is how the system can do exactly better. it's like this system isn't working and let's providing, provide an alternative yeah, here's a yeah. solution let's experiment with it and see mm-hmm. how it goes and the community is really supporting them yeah. um one of my favorite things to see recently was um pretty cool ice cream yeah yeah right down the street yeah right down the block uh they have a space they mm-hmm. already have a brick and mortar uh, while Justice Cream doesn't. They're working out of their own kitchens. So what they did was offer them their space to create and like their tools and resources. That's awesome. And like sharing all of those, that platform, instead yeah. of like, originally you would be like, okay, these are two ice cream companies. They're going to be like at it, competing for yeah. uh, 
audiences and here they are working together creating mm-hmm. something really cool um like this past month in april uh we've unfortunately be se- been seeing a lot of anti-asian hate yeah. since the rise of the pandemic so um they partnered together to create a pop called serve the people addressing that anti-asian violence and yeah it's been really mm-hmm. cool to see Collaboration, Six, collaboration over competition. Over competition. Yep, That's a huge success story. Uh, so feel free, please. They are an incredible group of women and so, so sweet mm-hmm. and so smart. And you can follow them on Instagram at Justice Cream. That's J-U-S-T-I-C-E-C-R-E-A-M. Or at Twitter at Justice Cream underscore. And you can support their GoFundMe which we will be providing a link for in our Instagram bio because we are really about them. Yeah, definitely go check them out. And uh, it's a nice, again, the collaboration over competition and and just what we're talking about, like the community. Yeah. You have a brick and mortar, I don't. Let's work something out. Yeah, we have a similar mission. We have similar values. Let's build each other up. Absolutely. And, And I think that goes to our point as well that if you... You, you don't have to do this alone. No. You don't have to do anything alone. Like, there are people that will support you. And if nobody else, us. Mm-hmm. Like, we are we looking you. to build this community of creatives and people who are curious about the world. Um, and, and if that sounds like you, like, hit us up on Twitter. Please. Hit us up on Instagram. Like, become a part of this community. Um, because, you know, like we want to build it and we want to build it in a way that works for you yeah. so the more you can contribute to the conversation the more it can be something that does work for you Absolutely. so uh, we still got that form right that yeah we released. it's live gag get a grip uh, it has some cool questions we want to learn about your creative goals any obstacles mm-hmm. that way we can have the tools to directly help alleviate some of those things yeah. we're in the process of launching a kickstarter uh, so we want to have the opportunity to get your responses because yeah. we will directly funnel that into our breakdown mm-hmm. so we can learn exactly what our community needs and how we can better support them. Absolutely. So if you want to be a part of that community, like doors wide open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so please um, contribute and uh, become a part of the conversation. Uh, any last words before we uh, jump into our outro here? Any final thoughts to leave the listeners with or feel good yeah i just really want to implore everyone to learn something new from someone you probably wouldn't consider normally talking to like Mm -hmm. everyone has something new to offer yeah so open those ears perk those ears right on up relinquish that ego relinquish that ego and open yourself up you'll be surprised with what might come out of it absolutely and i think that's the best note that we could possibly end on so that's going to do it for this episode of trumps for change thank you so much for listening along and engaging with us again we appreciate every bit of love that you've shown us if you want to join the conversation give us a follow at m through fco on instagram and twitter you can also check us out m-fcollective.com to stay posted on all of our upcoming projects until next time stay curious Keep creating. We'll see you next episode. See you guys.